few days ago, I watched a movie back from the early 90s called City Slickers. And I had never seen it when it first came out. And it uh, stars Billy Crystal. Some of you may remember him, a very talented comedian. And he plays a character named Mitch, who is turning 39 and is going through a midlife crisis. So he is um, <clears throat> not happy at his work. He's, he's kind of just... You know, just going through the motions, his boss is taking away responsibilities from him, he's not getting along with his wife or his children. Um, and a midlife crisis, you know, is, is this sort of smack in the head that some people experience when all their sort of dreams when they were young, how they thought their life would be, kind of limitless possibilities, get overtaken by just the realities of, of daily life and of a responsible life. And he has a couple of friends who are going in, sim- in their own way through a midlife crisis. And so uh, they have this idea that they're going to, you know, um, break out of their, their boring, ordinary life by taking a two-week trip to a ranch and to actually herd cattle. It's kind of this thing that the ranch does. And so they go to this ranch. They learn how to ride horses, how to wrangle cattle. And there's this, uh, this ranch hand, the guy who, who, who is head of the cattle drive, uh, an old, crusty cowboy named Curly. And Curly's really tough as nails. And actually, Jack Palance won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. And so there's a scene where, um, where Crystal's character, Mitch, is, is riding a horse next to Curly. And they're, you know, there's, Curly's starting to open up and share about his life. And, and, uh, and at one point, Curly says to him, he says, do you want to know the secret of life? He says, yeah. He says, it's this. He says, your finger? He says, no, it's one thing. You have, to, you have to find that one thing, and then kind of everything else doesn't matter as much. Now, I'm not going to tell you what that one thing was, because Curly says you have to figure out what it is. In our gospel today, uh, Jesus is received as a guest at the house of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And Martha is busy being a good host. She's getting the food, the drink, probably washing his feet. Her sister Mary is just sitting and listening to Jesus, and Martha's very annoyed that her sister isn't helping. She asks Jesus to tell her sister to start to help her, and Jesus doesn't. What does he say? He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and will not be taken from her. We see in our first reading the importance of hospitality. And this was something for many, many millennia is a central trait, cultural trait in the Middle East. And, and partly it, it was a matter of life and death. So many of these places, you would have to travel a long distance before you get water, you get sustenance. And so if you were traveling and, and someone didn't welcome you, uh, you could end up dying. And so there was a very, uh, it was considered a sacred obligation. Uh, There was a saying that one who welcomes a stranger welcomes God. And we see that Abraham and Sarah are visited by three strangers and they they fulfill this sacred obligation. They show them this generous hospitality. Well, it turns out that these three strangers are actually angels. Or actually, if you read the rest of the narrative, sometimes it says God is the one who visited them. Abraham provides water for them to wash, a place to rest, and a sumptuous meal. So Martha is following this tradition as she's welcoming Jesus. And 
what Jesus says to her seems like a criticism. And I think most people read it and they think it's unfair. Many years ago, I was discussing with my mom about different spiritualities in the church, like the different religious orders and things. And my mom said, my spirituality is the spirituality of Martha. Because right? my mom is very helpful, very, you know, she loves to cook, she loves, she loves to, uh, to take care of those things. She's very, she's very good at it. But what is Jesus saying here? Well, St. Gregory the Great, he said that Martha and Mary represent two dimensions of the spiritual life. Martha signifies active service as she busily honors Christ through her work. Mary represents contemplation as she listens attentively to Jesus. Now, our lives have to include both. But Jesus tells us that contemplation is the most important. He, that's the, the one thing, he says. I like to think of it as, as all of us, you know, because we're not called to be these monks that just pray all day, right? We're, but all of us are called to be contemplatives in action. Now, in order to understand what Jesus is saying, you have to not look at it from, from Martha's point of view. Mary is not doing nothing. <laughs> what is she doing? She's listening to Jesus. She's paying attention to him. And you know, sometimes you can be so busy getting stuff for a guest that you don't really pay attention to the guest, right? So she's not doing nothing. She is paying attention to Jesus and listening to him. Receptivity. This is the first and most important thing in our relationship with God. Not what we do for God, not what we do for others, but receiving from God what he wants to give us. You know, Abraham and Sarah, they, God was giving them way more than they gave him, right? They're going to get their son, he says, even though they were old. They're going to get this miracle of a son, the son of the covenant, Isaac. Yeah. So this is the first thing we have to remember. We're creatures. God is the creator. The first thing is to receive from him the good things he wants to give us. And if you've attended one of the good life retreats, you know that I like to summarize all the good things that God wants to give us by the four L's. Life, light, liberty, and love. This is what God wants to give us. Only when we receive these from the Lord can we then be fully suitable conduits of God's grace for others. All of you, I'm sure, have been on an airplane at least once. And... Every time you go, the flight attendants have to go through the safety things, right? And they say if the, if the cabin loses pressure, there's going to be these masks that are you know, connected to oxygen that fall down. They say if you're traveling with a child, put the ch child's mask on first. No, that's, you don't do that. Why don't you do that? Because in the time you're doing that, you might pass out. I like to sometimes use that instruction at baptisms because... People bring their babies for baptisms. They want something good from God for their babies, but many of them are not receiving in their own lives the good things that God wants to give them. And so they're not going to be able to work with God in giving good things to their children. We can be busy doing things for God, but not doing what God wants. There's a distinction. You can have good intentions, but if you don't have a contemplative life, often you'll be acting with pride. Pride can be very subtle. 
Pride's not always standing up there and saying, hey, look at me, I'm the best. Pride can be very subtle. You can think the kingdom of God depends on me and my efforts. Oftentimes what we end up building is not the kingdom of God, but really a projection of our own minds. So in order for us to act within God's plan and with his guidance and according to his directions, we have to take time to listen to the Lord as he speaks to our heart. And you have to do it every day. I've been here 10 years now. I've said it many times. At the very least, you have to have 15 minutes a day of quiet prayer. It will change your life. It changed my life. And I've said this many times, and well over half our parishioners I know don't do it. They don't set aside that 15 minutes for prayer. I'm going to tell you right now, it will change your life. You have to do that in order to receive what God wants to give you. St. Teresa of Avila, one of the great Carmelites, we celebrated the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel yesterday. She said for all Christians, she said 15 minutes of mental prayer was a minimum. She said, if you don't do that, the devil doesn't even need to bother wasting his time tempting you because you will be lost. Okay. And let me also encourage you one of those days to come into the church and pray in the presence of Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. Maybe that day you can pray a little longer. Also, too, you know that we have exposition of the Blessed Sacrament on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m. In heaven, the active life ceases, whereas contemplation reaches perfection. In that sense, also, it is the one thing. In heaven, we experience God's presence immediately and fully. We take in the radiance of his glory. We are immersed in his goodness and love. Contemplation is paying attention to the ultimate reality. It is taking time to listen, to look, to learn. Many of us have too much Martha and not enough Mary in our lives. And to us, Jesus says, slow down, listen, look, learn. There's need of only one thing. Choose the better part.